Hello and thanks for tuning into the podcast. Today we'll be talking about fitness and we have Prasanna Tolasati as our guest today. He's also Mohit's brother who's the co-host of the Boiled podcast. Prasanna is an A certified training coach, a triathlete and over the years has engaged in multiple fitness disciplines from bodybuilding to calisthenics, running, boxing and much more. This turned out to be quite a long conversation so for the ease of listening we have decided to split it into two parts so this is part 1 of two of fitness and without any further delay let's dive right into it hi this is karan hi this is mohit hey this is aditya and welcome to the boiled egg podcast everyone good afternoon good evening and good night wherever you are actually no not good night <laughs> we wanted to continue this thing <laughs> please please welcome an ace certified fitness coach triathlete gamer father of my nephew and husband of my sister in law prasanna <laughs> your brother <laughs> i mean a long winded understood from, yeah it was understood from the intro but uh, welcome 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 to the podcast prasanna Hi, Prasanna. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. To start off, yeah, we want to talk about fitness today. And uh, I remember the first time uh, I saw my brother kind of ripped was when... So, he was studying at BITS in Dubai. And uh, he was visiting us during a vacation in Hyderabad. And then I just woke up. I think Emirates lands at like early in the morning. So, he obviously landed early. He went to Kashar, came out. I saw him and he had like six pack abs. I was like, "What the fuck? <laughs> What are you doing in this?" <laughs> uh, so that's when I was like, "Holy shit, this guy is ripped." <laughs> and then I think, yeah. and this was like I think two thousand six. No, before that, way earlier, two thousand three. Yeah, sometime around two thousand three, I was still in high school. And I think since then, uh, he's been like. stuck on to i think he's got the bug of like staying fit i think back then it was more of uh, the mirror muscles but i think as as time passed or it it's been more uh, it's more scientific it's not like just following the crowd and the herd and just building body just for the sake of building body uh but yeah i mean th- that's what like my perception has been of how the bug has caught you but i'd love to know more from you uh what your fitness journey has been like yeah i mean as kids we used to play a lot outdoors i mean football cricket and all was like part and parcel of post school activity so physical activity wasn't exactly something that uh, caught on later on in life what happened when i was in bits was my roommate was really into bodybuilding and he was like you know he wanted a spotter more, more company i would say and um, me i've been skinny throughout my life uh, i mean up until that point in time and then my roommate told me that you know maybe you can give this uh, you know gym routine a shot and see how it helps so cuz i was you know people make uh, no I won't say they make fun of me but i was the skinny guy in general so yeah started exercising with my roommate and then start noticing changes it kind of became a habit it was kind of like a stress busting thing studying engineering is a, is very stressful for a 19 year old so 
uh, Counter Strike yeah. and gymming was our outlet at that point in time. Oh yeah, uh, we just played that Counter Strike, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, me and I pitched in some money, bought like a basic kit to use at home. So like in the evening, once he got back from college, you know, just do a simple routine at home, and that's how it started. And it continued through. I think I was in third year at the time when I started. Yeah. So between third and fourth year, the break that I had, that was when I'd come down to visit. This was two thousand four, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, that's when my roommate said, "So you're going to be in Hyderabad for like two three months. Might as well join a gym. You know, work with a coach and see what it turns out like." So that's when it started. And uh, once I got back again for final year, the routine kind of continued. My roommate took a membership in a gym, exercised. You know. then as well and uh, once i came back to india to start working that's when i enrolled in at that time there these very basic gyms that were all around i mean these gymnasium chains that you have they didn't exist as much at that point in time this is which so, period this is mid, uh, late to late 2000s early mid 2000s mid 2000s 2005 6 ish i think that's around the time when talwalkar started uh, mushroom yeah. uh, there are few there are way fewer gyms Yeah, and they didn't charge a lot. They were like very basic, you know. They just had like a lot of machines, um, no, no treadmills, no air conditioning, bare bones kind of a facility. And this is the kind of place where you'd see these really beefed up guys just going set after set, plate, you know, like four or five plates on the bar kind of atmosphere. So very, you know, hardcore bodybuilding kind of atmosphere. I remember that site, this site where I walked into YMCA. and it looked like all of the uh, the the bar like what do you call them bouncers were all there in the morning <laughs> it was sweat pit yeah why am they used to have used to have actually yeah, all, all the bouncers, bouncers yeah. that's it <laughs> i was like holy shit is this a gym i don't come here it's too scary that was like the gold's gym of hyderabad i think yeah, yeah. and i think right, yeah. it was free which is why it like attracted like, yeah reasonable even even those uh, bebones gyms they didn't charge more than like 100 150 rupees a month in terms of membership i think at that time in trimalgiri there was this one gym fitness first or frontline gym or something i forgot the name mm-hmm. they were charging 500 a month and people thought that was expensive and this mm-hmm. was hyderabad back in 2005 mm-hmm. 2006 so right. then again you know just started working then it job not exactly i won't say it job but yeah getting paid decently the kind of money you don't really see when you're studying so talwalkar right. was an option what what was your uh, like routine at talwalkar like what did you focus on so it was kind of the same thing as uh, the earlier gym that i went to i think this was muscle line gym in maratpalli west maratpalli mm-hmm. at that time and uh, this was uh, maybe weightlifting or like what type of uh, so fitness? at that point in time i was only familiar with the 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 bodybuilding aspect and mm-hmm. in parallel i at that time was looking i was reading a lot about uh, training online so bodybuilding.com was like the website to go to yep. and uh, and okay. getting into the whole you know research vortex that you call it's like when you're on it happens nowadays on twitter and facebook and instagram and what not reddit mainly i would say but once you start reading something yeah. you go you start reading a follow up article Articles listed below that that kind of thing. So I discovered this website called American Paco, which was a lot about free running, mm-hmm. and uh, started looking up the routines there. And I noticed a lot of body weight routines being uh, 
listed out as you know your uh, perform your skill level is kind of tied into how well you you are able to do these exercises so kind of like one leg squats one arm push ups uh, uh one arm pull ups kind of really you know strength uh, strength movements using body weight and a lot of skill involved as well so that was kind of like you know peaking my interest at that point in time so spoke to one of the coaches at the workers and um, he happened to have trained in martial arts and he's he is pretty fit guy I still keep in touch with him really he's got a good business going in hyderabad and so on as well um so he was the one who trained me for almost like a couple of years um and i learned quite a bit from him in terms of how to you know structure a routine if you're looking to build muscle you know kind of like the bodybuilding approach but from more of a perspective where it's not only about aesthetics it's also about general application yeah. yeah that kind of thing uh moved to pune after that and um, you know as you start gaining work experience people start you know assigning you more responsibilities with work so long hours and everything kind of um, you know start affecting your uh, regular routine the changes that start happening because of which uh, you know some of your daily habits get affected so going to the gym spending right. in fact uh, interesting thing uh, in talwarkas i was able to a couple of times and i actually worked out for like 3 to 4 hours at a stretch that's mm-hmm. the kind of time that i had back then single no major responsibilities you have time just go exercise <laughs> would spend like 3 to 4 hours a session in the gym and later on i realized that it kind of became difficult to um, you know spend as much time there because there's you know after i moved to pune a year later got married so spending time with family became more important so can't really spend hours at on end in the gym so start looking at how i can trim that down and the first thing that i realized is in a gym you have to wait for the machine to be free for you to use it mm-hmm. you set right. it up you do your set you take a break you know maybe just go you know, grab a sip of water or something and you're back the setup has changed someone else has started using it normal gym etiquette is you expect you know if you see something set up to see if someone's around check with them and ask them if you could use the setup or not so that kind of got to me because i realized i was spending more time waiting for equipment or you know uh, machines or weights to be free than actually doing the movement so then i started reading up or trying to do and even if i want to do a circuit something like one after the other wherein uh, i'm able to get more done in less time that also wasn't possible because that would mean setting up five six different stations and getting my workout done and at that time crossfit and all these gymnasiums weren't really there so that wasn't an option either mm. so started looking up and then i circled back to uh, the whole, the american parkour website started again you know going through the wormhole of information that was there and discovered more and more uh, approaches where you didn't really have to depend on a gym to stay fit so that's so basically of, if if uh, if uh, equipment was like being used you figured out other exercises that you could do that didn't rely on that equipment between guys something like that yeah body weight alternatives mm-hmm. to those exercises so that's where the interest of body weight training kind of uh, picked up quite a bit mm-hmm. and also you know you don't really have to pay a gym membership anymore you just find a park or a space where you could exercise and that's your gym but that's the thing so a question i have related to that is does body weight exercises have the same results that you can get from uh, lifting you know, free weights 
so both forms of training have their own benefits uh, i would say that um, it depends on the level of difficulty and what you able to do with that they they both forms of resistance training i would say uh, it's mm-hmm. only a matter of how much resistance you're targeting depending on the kind of goals that you have like um if uh, it really depends you know i would say there are some movements like if you think about um, heavy like if you if you really want to build muscle or you want to build strength um mm-hmm. relative strength basically it's like you know you're trying to move a lot of weight relative to your body weight mm. so if you're doing a push up you're basically pushing your body weight against gravity so if you like 70 or 80 kilos you're basically able to press 80 kilos mm. but what if you want to build your strength a bit more than that you really can you could progress to a one arm push up then you're trying to push your body weight, mm. right so if you look at it in in simple terms if you look at a push up and you do it right you basically and if you're like at a body weight of 70 kg for example you're kind of distributing 35 kg on one hand and 35 on the other mm. hypothetically speaking it may not be the case but i'm just giving you an example now if i move to a one arm push up i'm pushing 70 kg with one hand mm. so that's more of an effort right so that's how you could increase the intensity or increase the resistance with it. now a lot of people from- yeah I was just going to say I think uh, there's another thing around like more repetitions right like you could do you could get used to doing 20 pushups uh your body weight being like 75 kgs but then you get used to it so then you increase uh, your repetitions from 20 to 30 or 40 that again depends on the kind of goals that you have if you're looking to build your endurance as such that's when you be, you do more and more repetitions just to see how much your body can sustain through repeated movement if you're still looking to build strength the idea is to increase the resistance basically so yeah it uh, it also ties into how the kind of uh, movements that you're interested in for some people mm-hmm. the bench press is like a it's like one of those benchmarks no pun intended in terms of how you want to gauge your strength so a lot of people are like okay I can bench in terms of pounds like 225 pounds is roughly around 100 kgs So a lot of people benching 100 kgs is definitely going to be more than their body weight that kind of thing so and it it's kind of like an e, you know ego booster for some for some it's like an actual strength goal so uh yeah bottom line it depends on what your goals are and what kind of process you're uh, more comfortable with in terms of building your health i want to come back to your fitness journey and i think at this point in time Uh, I think you follow calisthenics. Is that right? Yes. So, so can you talk a little bit more about why you moved into calisthenics and what exactly is calisthenics? So, calisthenics is basically everything to do with how you move your body. Right? It's like a broad umbrella term that is applied to any body weight movement. Now, uh, basic push-ups, you know. squats with your own body weight uh, plank movements anything that involves just your body is essentially considered a calisthenics movement now the reason why i gravitated more towards this form of training is like i mentioned earlier the wait time in gym and uh, the convenience also the convenience factor also like if you find the kind of machines you have a routine in mind you and then you know sometimes you see that the machines are too busy i mean machines in the sense i'm using a general term machines in reference to weights 
uh, squat rack and you know all the equipment all yeah the equipment yeah. so equipment that i plan to use for my routine isn't necessarily free it's too occupied you know days are busy or what not it kind of affects that day either i find alternatives and have the time to think of alternatives to do it affects how i planned my routine for that day calisthenics on the other hand i don't really have to depend on equipment a lot at most i would need a pull up bar to pull myself up but that's about it the rest of it i can just take care of with my own body weight and floor space so times when i don't um, if i had a late night working or something waking up in the morning heading to the gym then heading back getting ready going to work takes time might as well just wake up drop to the floor start doing my exercises so, so save time it, uh, is it right to say that calisthenics is uh, you know more or a form of cardio or it's cardio in simple words uh, i wouldn't say it is cardio specifically uh, in fact um, the kind of movements that you do even with weights can be considered as cardio it depends on how um uh i mean in the simplest terms possible the kind of resistance that you're putting in the kind of effort that you're putting in in the amount of time so uh, uh cardiovascular activities are generally something that are at low intensity and over a longer duration of time say something uh, something like you know just marching in place just standing in place getting you know my knees up and down standing in place that could be a simple cardiovascular activity from a calisthenics perspective or you know a body weight only perspective now i can do something something as crazy as you know uh, a one arm handstand push up imagine someone balancing on one hand inverted without support or with support and trying to push themselves away from the floor that requires a lot of strength coordination balance so calisthenics is like a big spectrum of uh, exercises that way it can be as simple as you know marching in place or or as complicated as doing a one arm handstand push up so it can actually check off multiple fitness goals depending on what you're looking for is that right exactly hmm. so i can if i just want to lose body fat or if i want to build core strength or even if i want to build muscle just just pure muscle and strength all of that is possible through calisthenics as a form of resistance training yes you can do that uh, to what to your point about losing body fat that's more of a nutrition aspect i would say mm. um the way you train and the kind of uh, training that you do will have an impact on how body responds to your nutrition as well so let's let's take a step back right like everybody says that uh, or whatever little bit i know of or i hear of you know people say that okay uh, losing weight is 70% diet and 30% exercise or like 90% diet and 10% exercise mm-hmm. so is that like what is the rough math or percentage according to you uh, you know when it comes to purely in terms of losing weight right because more often than not that's the first goal of people right to mm-hmm. sort of lose some weight and then move on to whichever form of workout yeah so it's it's hard to put a number exactly as to what uh, ratio it is in terms of how uh, nutrition and your training impact your goals uh, it depends on the goal like if you're talking about uh, losing weight are you talking about just losing numbers i mean reducing numbers on the scale 
because uh-huh. that is uh, that that there's one aspect to that there's one aspect to where you just want to lose body fat percentage and maintain muscle so how you handle your nutrition depends uh, how your nutrition needs to be taken care of is also one factor there uh, primarily i would say uh, losing weight is basically a calculation of um, how much your energy expenditure is versus your consumption of food the one term that is kind of picking up steam right now is calorie deficit yeah so the amount of energy that you expend or the calories that you burn should be more than the calories that you consume so that's like the baseline rule for losing weight correct correct the 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 place where your training comes in and specifically resistance training so resistance is basically moving weight against gravity i would say and uh, i think arnold said it best that the best way to train is to move things against gravity arnold somashekar shout out mm-hmm. you need to shock the muscles that's that's this one statement that stuck in my you should shock the muscles mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh resistance training basically talk um your body responds to ex- to a certain stimulus that's the way that um, exercise works so even someone who hasn't exercised at all for them if they start going to the gym or exercising regularly some sort of resistance training their body will start responding to it by trying to so the more weight you move or the more resistance you are trying to work against your body will try to build density within itself to move that so depending on how you train you your muscle mass your muscle size might increase because basically your muscle fibers are breaking down and repairing themselves up and the way you fuel yourself and the way you train it's a combination of factors really your muscles start increasing in size and what not so for your, it's it's a lot of uh, metabolic effort from the body's perspective to maintain muscle so you end up burning more calories or other metabolism is spiked if you have more muscle mass to maintain so there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of these marketing terms i call them wherein people talk about uh, i mean if you're trying to uh, gain more traction online you know through your sales and marketing or whatever where people talk about how resistance training or metabolic conditioning the various terms that are being used though they're completely different is to emphasize on how increasing your metabolism has a uh, a very you know positive effect in your calorie expenditure so you're burning calories at rest also mm-hmm. a lot of routines a lot of training plans are structured around this um uh this claim that you're burning calories even after you're done exercising yeah. that's a that's i think a good segue into hit high intensity interval training which is i think what uh, like the lot of marketing associated with hit is that Uh, even after you've done like a 10 session uh, you st- your body still continues to burn fat so i want to get your thoughts on just in general about hit and also some of these other workout and exercise forms uh, and which ones do you think uh, are are actually true and beneficial and which ones do you think are you know just marketing gimmicks and can actually have a negative effect on your body i think everything each routine as such has one has has some sort of positive effect or the other it depends on the person that is being asked to train in a particular manner so there's no as far as um, training is concerned there is no one size fits all mm-hmm. 
you can't um, you know just have a particular routine listed out and say that hey anyone anyone who does this will have this end result so again it depends on you know the person's capabilities to what level of intensity that the person can be pushed to see a more you know a positive effect on in their overall health so to speak so high intensity interval training if done right or if programmed right can definitely have a positive impact in terms of boosting your metabolism and having an overall health benefit so it's kind of like a fun way to do uh, it's being marketed as a fun way to do cardio whereas it's actually not cardio cardio is different high intensity interval training is different and what do you think about uh, crossfit i mean uh, i can share like my perception i thought like the way they teach you to do pull ups i thought was pretty interesting uh, for people who don't know what i'm talking about uh, just search for pull ups in keeping uh, pull ups crossfit youtube <laughs> you, you'll see what i'm saying but yeah there, i feel like some of the things that they teach in crossfit are a little unconventional i don't know if it's right or wrong if it's backed by science uh, what do you think about it first time i came across it i mean i i found it funny and i found it uh, i know first i mean to be honest at that time when i saw those videos i didn't know much about training and i i believed in you know the you know sticking to the basics not trying anything too uh, extravagant or something that if it if it's not if it's some if you seeing results from a certain sort of movement trying to change it up just because you know you want to increase your numbers for a competition didn't make sense mm-hmm. to me so i thought it was just wrong and it kind of made me feel like you know crossfit is just wrong but then again i started looking at the actual crossfit games and seeing the kind of comp- competitors who take part in it they are like these um, you know advanced level athletes who are the elite athletes yeah. at the end of the day who are capable of doing multiple sort of uh, uh you know movements if if nothing else in a very efficient and a very powerful manner so that i think the idea came in from those games where you're supposed to finish certain number of repetitions i don't know much about the crossfit games but from what i've heard and read about it it's more about a certain number of movements that need to be done certain amount of weight certain amount of repetitions uh, that need to be done in a certain amount of time so whoever does them in the shortest amount of time is essentially the winner of that particular competition or that particular stage so i think it stems from there wherein people are trying to figure out how many pull ups to do in a certain amount of time so the idea the rules were basically just about going above the bar and coming down how you go above the bar and come down it's up to you makes sense so instead of pulling yourself up in a controlled manner no oh, i can i can probably share perspective on the whole aspect mm-hmm. of that pull ups because i've done crossfit for about 6 months and uh, i follow the crossfit games and all those athletes very closely like even on their instagram twitter youtube and all of that but specific to the pull ups this was the explanation that i heard was that if you're trying to do a strict pull up you can't yeah. do as many repetitions which means that you there's not as much work done by you mm-hmm. but by using your whole body weight swing and keeping the idea is that you do more work in that same specific given amount of time rather than trying to do strict pull ups but another thing also is that in crossfit even at the gym that i was a part of you're not allowed to do keeping pull ups unless you get 
your strict pull-ups in order. So once you get the basic and then they tell you, okay, fine, now you have the basic. You can do a strict pull-up. You can do probably about five or 10 strict pull-ups. So then now the idea is to increase the amount of work that you do. So instead of doing 10 strict pull-ups, do a 50, 50 keeping pull-ups. Mm. Right. So that's that's the thought behind it, which which I thought made sense. I don't know. I mean, you, you can probably share some perspective yeah, on because, that. Because uh, it's more from a competition perspective, right? It, the One of the USPs of CrossFit is it creates that competitive environment. So it kind of um, pushes you to do go beyond what you think your capacity is. And... Uh, yeah, the community environment definitely helps. It 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 pushed me quite a bit in terms of going beyond what I thought was capable. I I found out that I probably have another level to what I could do. So over a period of time, that like you said, it definitely pushes you to be better, do more. But but that, that's where I have like a question, yeah. which is like, what are the goals of CrossFit? Is it to like build strength, stamina, muscle, or is it to do? Uh, no, no, but that's the thing. Everything. I think the objective of the CrossFit Games is that to do a pull-up, come what may, however you can, in a set amount of time. So you may not be the world's fittest person, but if you know the knack or the trick to do it, you still can. So what's the objective there? Like, is it is it a fitness? You can't goal? look at CrossFit and the CrossFit Games. No, you can't. That's the whole thing. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You can't look at CrossFit and the CrossFit Games from a singular view. It is like looking at Gully Cricket and the international world in the ICC World Cup from the same perspective. The kind of people who are at the CrossFit Games are like athletes at the highest level, like every other sport. So the CrossFit but Games itself is like a sport. Are the, are the CrossFit athletes have they built that level of muscle, strength, stamina, and everything by sure, by purely doing CrossFit Absolutely. exercises and nothing else? So CrossFit exercises are what, Bob? They are everything. There's resistance training. There's your cardio. Oh, yeah, there's yeah. Your swimming. There's question. everything. So is it that? Is it purely CrossFit and nothing else? Okay. Yeah. I mean, what is not CrossFit? Because CrossFit is that one thing that has incorporated everything from everywhere. If you're looking at calisthenics, it has it. If you're looking at strength training or weightlifting and all of that, it has it. So if you're looking at cardio and everything, it has it. So, you know, I, the way I look at it from what I understand, at least it, it has everything. So you do everything, then obviously you'll get fit. No, The whole thing is that it, it's programmed in a way where you where you are probably covering pretty much all your bases. And the idea is that it helps you become better, faster, stronger in every aspect of your life, physically. Is that what CrossFit has been around for maybe what, five years, 10 years? Or, I mean, almost 10 years. Yeah, yeah. probably about 20. 10. Yeah, yeah, so in, I think in India, yeah. I think in India, it started picking up what five, six years back, largely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think maybe at least from a common man or a general audience perspective, right? It's something new. It's something different. It's something more challenging than exactly what you said, where, you know, you had to go wait for machines in a traditional gym. Uh, here, I think, you know, it's the other way around. So I think uh, that's again, like a big push for people right because it's it it seems very daunting in beginning like i mean again uh, uh whatever brief duration of time that i i tried going to crossfit uh, initially even i felt that okay you know this is this not possible i will never be able to do anything of this sort right so it just seems very daunting as well because you were still always used to the machine side of 
equipment or working out that when the other end of the spectrum is where people you know go for long runs or go cycle and stuff like that so when you know when this came about it was very new and very different so i think there was a lot to do also with in terms of what really happens when you are regular at crossfit right like how does your body really change because i think at least in india it is it is so new that maybe people are still figuring out how cross you know crossfit for 3 years or 4 years has really helped them apart from losing weight what or you know apart from gaining that initial muscle what other way has it made them better so i don't know how many people are still continuing to do crossfit maybe now they have substituted some percentage of their crossfit workout with a bunch of other things as well right yeah it also depends on the kind of coaches that you have at these crossfit gyms because the idea behind crossfit was if I, i mean uh, if i recall correct athletes who were playing a particular sport and weren't able to for whatever reason uh, competing in that line of sport that something that they could replicate in crossfit so you have a lot of uh, strong lifters who actually transition into crossfit so they have the when they're coming into crossfit whether it's crossfit games or you know i think primarily the crossfit games they came there already with some sort of uh, background either with strength or with endurance at some level so that's that's kind of like the core uh, aspect of crossfit wherein they started building events wherein everyone's everyone's uh, physical capabilities with regards to strength uh, agility endurance mobility balance all of that is factored in so it's like a combination of all of that based off of which you're scored and you're on the leaderboard for the crossfit games now the same thing the same concept the same kind of routines that are done the same kind of challenges that are documented for the of being brought into the i think that's what they call the crossfit affiliate so once these boxes right, are set right. up these routines are shared there um i mean i haven't actively been part of crossfit but i've read about it i have a little bit of an idea based off of people i've spoken to who've uh, been part of crossfit gyms wherein they have these daily routines yeah um, uh you know it's time based like workout of the day wods they call them uh each of them have fancy names also this crossfit murf which is really popular so all of yeah. these movements they basically like i'm the part the part of these crossfit games challenges then they got translated into trickle down into these boxes as such now the place where it it kind of gets really uh, i think the place where crossfit start getting a bad rap is because of how the kind of uh, the kind of coaches and the kind of people teaching this teaching these routines or you know supervising these routines for people started happening mm-hmm. now if you take the example of how the pull ups are done like karan mentioned you need to have a foundation with pull ups to be to actually warrant doing a kipping pull up because mm-hmm. if you're pulling muscles on strong if your stability isn't in place a kipping movement is basically an explosive movement and if you suddenly expect your deconditioned body to move that quickly pulling your body weight over a bar something is bound to go wrong so makes sense the yeah. coaches if they if so you know if a, a level 1 member is joined someone is at level 1 doing a level 1 routine the the coach shouldn't necessarily make them do any movement that could possibly cause injury it's mostly about you know getting them in uh getting an overweight person to do you know the the do like you know 100 burpees in the first week at crossfit not a good idea so crossfit yeah. in general i would say i mean any routine i'm using crossfit as an example since we're talking about it but if you're talking about any form of training the the main thing is about 
figuring out who that routine is being given to who is being who, what's the goal of that person what are they actually trying to achieve and uh, whether that is programmed properly or documented properly or coached properly for that person so basically who's training them yeah 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 no that i agree even from my experience i've seen that uh, the coaches are probably the most important part because the kind of movements you are doing is might look at simple pull the bar or whatever but there is a lot of skill and technique that goes into it and that's something that you don't build as soon as you go in and try to do that movement and all of them are also are quite dangerous if not done properly like for example olympic lifting is a huge part of crossfit if that's not done properly you're bound to like permanently screw up like your back or your wrist or your arms or something like that so it's very important to have the right coaches and stuff and yeah i agree completely when you say that the bad rap and all of that for crossfit also comes from very bad coaching so there needs to be that they need to understand at what level everyone is like you rightly said and then customize it to them and not have stupidly high expectations or tell that oh you look fine you can go ahead and do it kind of a deal you know so that yeah that that's quite important hmm so so now that you're doing calisthenics that's that's pretty much your primary focus i just wanted to understand what all have you done what all have you tried so yeah um, the calisthenics thing started off um, around yeah late uh, 2000s like 2009 2010 kind of started focusing more on that and then quite a, through the journey as i was training with calisthenics you know from met, met friends who were uh, interested in that sort of training because they kind of understood kind of like had a similar problem where they like i don't want to go to a gym and you know have like have it 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 kind of felt like an effort for them as well so they would join me in the park exercise with me and um, slowly we we kind of joined um, a boxing gym in uh, pune where i was working for a while and that's where i discovered more forms of training that's when i realized how bad my endurance was i realized i couldn't run more than 2 kilometers at a stretch so in the boxing gym you know endurance is really important and uh, it was a kind of environment where you were basically made the sparring target of national and state level boxers you really had to you know <laughs> step up your game in terms of how you're able to take a beating literally so the coach would be like okay you face him okay right you know okay you and the first thing the coach would tell one of the national or state level boxers is go easy on this guy and once they say that i'm like okay <laughs> i'm going to get beaten up <laughs> learned quite a bit more about training from that experience wherein it wasn't just about um, you know building muscles or uh, gaining strength uh the other aspects are also important so that's when my interest um, gravitated more towards a more rounded experience as far as training is concerned like it's not only about strength it's about your endurance your flexibility your mobility agility is helpful especially if you're playing sport at a recreational level as well like to stay injury free so that learning also started happening through my experience at the boxing gym and uh, at one point in t- a coach a coach would give us um, you know it kind of shuffle response coaching responsibilities also with some of the people in the gym like if someone is good at a certain form of training like perm guys really good at jump rope uh, routines so he'd lead the class for jump rope and uh, me with uh, me with my oh, nice. limited experience with calisthenics that i had at that point in time he would ask me to you know just uh, guide the class with doing maybe a push up routine 
uh, you know, a squat routine kind of a thing. Um, and one guy would lead us with you know, in doing sprint intervals. So kind of like a mixed bag of training that happened there. So learned quite a bit through that experience. And um, that's when I started uh, looking at uh, triathlons also. Because uh, some some of the students at the boxing gym were taking part in triathlons. Um, I didn't know about the triathlon sport until that point in time. That's when I learned about the Ironman uh, competitions, um, the various uh, triathlon competitions that were happening in the country as well at uh, <clears throat> various locations. Right. So signed up for a 5K and realized, yeah, I need to I need to work on my endurance. The first 5K. I did in 2013, <laughs> took me about like 35, 40 minutes, which people said that is still not bad. And that's when I realized that, I mean, I, I realized much later, in hindsight, I realized I was capable of doing that without a lot of training because I had a bit of strength training background. So because I trained myself, or rather the kind of training that I underwent, built that kind of strength foundation, my body was able to take the, you know, able to absorb the fatigue as part of a 5K run. Though in terms of right. endurance sports, 5K is like a warm-up for a lot of people. So, But for me, at that point right. in time, a 5K was a lot. So I was like, okay, I need to focus on that aspect of my training as well. So that's when started. So then that was around the time that I moved to Hyderabad. So, and uh, for some uh, naive reason, I thought, okay, you know, nobody does endurance stuff in Hyderabad. The 10K run for Decathlon's first anniversary will be like easy, you know. And that's where I met some really, really good runners. So no. I thought, okay, 10K. But okay. it's going to take me an hour. Yeah, easy. No problem. I met people who finished. So I, I don't know where I placed. I didn't even bother after I found out how fast the winners ran. The first guy who show, was first was ran in what, 39 minutes. The guy second took 40 minutes. So they're like, just like minute. Yeah, 10K in under 40 yeah. minutes. And I had the bother. I was like, the people who run that fast? Wow. So I was like, okay, I yeah. am I'm stupid. I had no idea that, you know, this is the kind of competition. That's when I found out about the whole Hyderabad runners group, the people who organized the oh, yeah. marathon. So kind of started slowly, you know, getting into that, including a bit of running also in my routine and some friends. And the calisthenics thing continued then. And uh, people I met in the society here, they became friends. I was, I was training with them. One of them turned out to be like this avid cyclist. So he kind of got me into cycling. We were we would go for runs together as well. And then he said, okay, you know what? A couple of years after we trained together, he said, let's sign up for a triathlon and see how it goes. So I didn't know anything about okay. triathlon at that point in time. But I thought, okay, it's swimming, there's cycling and there's running. Okay. Things need to be done. Easy. Yeah, just just have fun with it. Easy. And I I was always this kind of person who never right. hydrated a lot. So even back in school, like uh, when I was playing cricket <clears throat> matches or like playing after school and whatnot, uh, my friends would be like, and the ground we used to play was pretty close to home. All the guys who would play cricket every half an hour, I mean half an hour, forty five minutes into the game, they would be like, okay, Prasanna, can you just go get some water for us? And be like, we just played for 45 minutes and you're already thirsty. What's wrong with you? I could play for like three, four hours without having a sip of water and I'd be okay. You know, coming from there, from being that guy to getting into a triathlon, luckily for me, one of the guys who participates regularly in triathlons, he told me that, you know, your hydration is very important and how you hydrate is also important. Like at what point in time you have your gels, when you have your electrolytes, all of that. So that basically made sure I didn't 
collapse while I was on the circuit. You know, after the swimming is done, how to what sort of nutrition you can have because you can't eat before your swim. <laughs> That'll ruin you completely. So how right. how much in advance to have your right. your nutrition before the triathlon? Uh, and this was just like you know a day before the event. Yeah. So immediately, like, bought whatever yeah. gels, electrolytes I could find. I said, okay, I just need to get through this. I don't have. I mean, I'm not attempting a podium finish and all. So that happened, and all these things, like, I'm kind of putting everything in a nutshell. But these learnings, right? What I learned while switching from body, from the kind of regular gym training into calisthenics to what I learned at the boxing gym for endurance to what my experience was with triathlon, that all started making sense as to, you know, how exactly. training would be beneficial to me around that time i i thought i'd take a break from work because um, you know it was kind of um, like one of those crossroads where you feel like the kind of career path that you're on you don't really see a future for yourself so that was when i took a break and uh, up until this point in time a lot of times i was training or rather you know giving some sort of guidance i wouldn't say training people but guiding them that okay you know this is what worked for me try it out if it works for you then maybe we could work you know exercise together i could help you out in some way and in the society where i live there's this lady who was conducting fitness classes and she was looking for a fitness trainer so i said okay this is what i know this is my limited knowledge and um, she said okay you know show us what kind of routines you can plan so one of the routines that i did i sort of like you know toned it down for a beginner level for an intermediate level and for an advanced level and conducted the class so she was pretty happy with um, how that uh, session went so she asked me to conduct classes for her fitness group uh, in uh, in the society and and later on i started working full time as well so that kind of became like my side hustle and that's where the whole coaching thing started to take shape in parallel the the training for endurance also started picking up i started upgrading from a 10k to doing a half marathon i went from the olympic distance for the triathlon to doing a half iron triathlon distance so it it all started started happening simultaneously and then at that point in time but then again you know life happened so <laughs> training for a triathlon isn't easy you need to invest a lot of time in uh, training for it at at minimum 12 to i would say 10 to 12 hours a week at minimum so it's like 6 days a week 2 hours a day kind of thing there were times when i had to wake up at 3 in the morning to go cycling just to make sure that you know i'm able to get back in time and then conduct the classes for fem fitness and then head to work <laughs> so it was kind of like getting really hectic oh, so wow. kind of tone that down a little bit though i still go running whenever i can but the calisthenics uh, aspect is still something that is uh, you know kind of the foundation for what we're training that i do Hi, and hope you enjoyed this podcast. Like I said in the beginning, this is part one of two. In the next part, we discuss a lot more about nutrition. What are the different various aspects that contribute to your health and fitness? And also try to dispel a few myths about what to do and what not to do. So thanks for listening, and watch out in a few days for the concluding part of this podcast. As always, we hope to see your comments on social media. Look forward to your feedback. And thanks for listening. Catch you in the next one.
Thank you.